and we are live with the final Spooky Swap podcast episode. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Spooky Swap, an offshoot of the Content Swap podcast in which we uh assign each other a piece of content within a specific theme each week has been a different theme and this is the last week that we are doing a spooky swap podcast and we should be posting this on halloween and for this last episode our topic was haunted houses is that correct yep not eerie haunted houses or anything of the sort just houses that are haunted right Perfect. And you are joined by Parker and... Aaliyah. (laughs) Sorry, my voice going out. We are uh, both quite quite exhausted, I would say. Uh, We're recording this on a Sunday night, so the energy might be a little low, but we uh, hope you can bear with us and enjoy listening to the episode. So before we get into this week's picks which, again, are haunted-ish, we'd like to provide a little life update. So I'm going to let you take it away. What's new with you? Um, This week's been kind of crazy because we were in New York um, and you had a conference, so you were busy working. And I was just kind of wandering the city alone which was the first time I've ever done that in New York so that was kind of fun um I got to visit a lot of libraries and bookstores which I feel like would sound boring to a lot of people but was like my dream because <laughs> I just love see especially I feel like in northern states their libraries are just so over the top and so grand and so beautiful and so I love to go and see them and see all the beautiful paintings that are on the ceilings and everything um so that was really fun and uh I got one of the books that I bought while I was at one of the bookstores that I stopped by was Britney Spears's new memoir called The Woman in Me and I could not put it down like that day I started reading it um and was just like super sucked in have not put it down since I've it's been like two days and I'm almost done it's a very fast book um and I probably could have had it done way in one day had I not just like been busy with other stuff um but yeah it's just really sad which like you know we know that it's we know kind of what's gone down with her life just based on what we see from media from the news we like saw kind of like you know, the trial or whatever with her conservatorship and everything. But there's just, like, so much more detail and, like, hearing it from her voice and just, like, her finally being able to have her voice heard, like, to be able to even speak on it and, like, for her to even share it with us is, like, it's wild. And it's just, I commend her for her strength of just being able to survive all that um and it sucks that she has to had to deal with all that so highly recommend the book it's really good um and yeah check it out um other than that uh I don't think anything else is really going on like content wise I don't think I've engaged with anything else 
So okay. that might be it. Anything else that you'd like to update on, just generally speaking? No. <laughs> what were you or what are you going to be for Halloween? Oh, yes. Yesterday we dressed up for Halloween and I kind of took the lead on our costumes and forced you into it. It was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was. Um, but I really want it to be Max Goof for Halloween. And I was like, well, how can I make this a couple's costume? And so I was like, will you please be Bobby? <laughs> right. And The earring toting yeah. uh, <laughs> potentially like stoner <laughs> character <laughs> yeah and I, f I feel like at first you were hesitant i posted on instagram i was like everybody help me convince parker to be bobby <laughs> and people were like yeah do it <laughs> it really didn't take that much convincing i was my i had a, a, an initial reaction of like bobby but then pretty quickly i was sold yeah it was yeah, yeah. I feel like when I said I wanted to be Max Goof, you were like, what? <laughs> yeah, but then when you showed me how you wanted to dress, I was like, that's that's pretty great. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I really, really, really wanted to be Max Goof so bad. And so I got everything. We dressed up. Our costumes were a hit. Uh, we'll be dressing up again on Tuesday for work. And yeah, so it's been fun. I'm very glad halloween is coming to an end yeah how come i'm just tired of it now I, yeah the spooky vibes just kind of uh worn their welcome yeah yeah i'm ready to to move on but i also i'm not a big thanksgiving person so i, I want to skip ahead i'm like let's let's get to christmas let's Let's yeah, but like, ahead. you know, what happens when you get close to Christmas and then you're like, uh, I can't wait for Christmas to be done because the Christmas vibes have overstayed their welcome. No, I always enjoy Christmas time. You always enjoy October. You because because you watch all of these. You plan a whole month around watching a no, movie see? every single day. See, I, I think you have a true affinity for Halloween more so than oh, Christmas. Oh, for sure. I do. I do. And I think this is the first year that I'm kind of over Halloween. And I think it's because I feel like my movie lineup this year was kind of a bust. I blame I like the aliens. Month, yeah. The aliens really threw me off. Honestly, no. Because I think... I think we started out really strong. Like I thought the first two weeks were solid. I uh, we watched a good yeah. amount of movies. Like the slasher yeah. movies in the second yes. week. Yeah. That was like That was good. That, that was, was good. the pinnacle. And I feel like we should have done that last. Yeah. The aliens really put me down. And then this week was haunted houses. But I think where I messed up is this week some of those movies I had watched earlier in the month to like get excited for halloween well that's and that you're setting yourself up i know for failure. that messed me up and yeah i don't know i just like but i don't know but even like even the weeks that we had before i think because i was trying something new and i was trying new themes it, it was some of those movies were a stretch for the themes and so it wasn't quite Mm. giving me what i need like what i wanted yeah and so i think i need to really sit down and like i want to be creative with my themes but i still want it to be true to like spooky season Ooh. um because what was happening is i was trying to be creative with the themes but it meant pulling movies that weren't necessarily spooky season vibe 
movies. It was just like these fit the theme kind of. (laughs) Well, I mean, I do feel like I enjoyed the haunted house week. I mean, we watched Haunted Mansion, which I enjoyed quite a bit. The new one. The new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed Um, that. We played Luigi's Mansion, which uh, has, you know, had some spookiness, hauntedness going on. And then uh, Last Night in Soho was haunty, I would say. I mean, Haunted Houses is the most, like, true to spooky season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I'm not, like, the Haunted House week is not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I think by the time we got to this week, I was burnt out. <laughs> like by the time we got to this week's things, I was already over it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I blame the aliens. Yeah. The aliens really just <clears throat> threw me for a loop. But should have done that like first. I just would. I just wish I never did it. <laughs> I don't like uh, I don't like alien movies. And I already right. knew that yeah. about we've, myself, we've but tried to force Yeah. I tried yeah. to force it. But I think next year I have ideas for themes that I think will be a lot better. And I think I have movies that like are still true to spooky season, but like fit the theme. Um, And they're themes that we haven't done before. So I'm excited to play around with it. Okay. Well, we can start planning that as soon as now because I have a whole bunch of spooky movies already written down. Yeah. Okay. Any other updates? No, I'm afraid I'm getting sick. I'm oh. not going to lie. <laughs> oh, no. That's we'll not good. see. All right. <laughs> I'm hoping not. Knock on wood. Yeah. <clears throat> you go ahead, though. Uh, Yeah. What's new with me? Yeah, so we were in New York. Um, That was a lot of fun. I did not get to do nearly as much exploring as you did. I kind of realized on day one that I need some fancy shoes that are good for walking in because all of like my nice shoes are like basically like they're only good for if I was just a stationary human being Uh, because I did only... I don't know, maybe an hour of walking in my nice black shoes and uh, like my foot just started to just get get the worst blister of all time. Um, So yeah, uh, (laughs) I was like, wow, a lot of people in New York dress fancy, but then they wear like nice shoes, but I guess they got to like get very specific shoes that are good for walking. Uh, cause I could not, uh, with walking in my nice shoes. Were so your I, shoes new? No, I've had my shoes since 2014. Mm. Um, yeah. So the shoes I own, just not good for walking in. Um, yeah, but New York was cool. It was really interesting because I just started playing Spider-Man two, like right before we went, um, it's a you know, new game on the PlayStation 5. And so I was kind of like trying to scope out where a hotel would be, it, like playing in the game. Um, and then it was like we got to go to New York and we got to see like a big promo for Spider-Man in Times Square. And it was just a lot of fun. It was like, hey, New York's kind of a cool place. Haven't been here in like, I don't know, uh, 17 years or something. Um, 
So yeah, it was it was just neat. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I wish you could have been with me a little bit more because yeah. like there was just parts where I was just walking and I would stumble across these really cool areas that were just like really nice places to just like sit, have like a drink outside. I was like, oh, I wish like Parker was here to so we could like sit and then like just take in the scenery. Yeah, I always thought the idea of being in New York was pretty overwhelming because I remember when I went when I was like 12, I was very overwhelmed. But that's because I was 12 in in like a massive city. Yeah. That was unfamiliar to me. So, um, yeah, being an adult and knowing how to navigate places and, you know, if I get lost, I don't have to call for my mom. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like... Yeah, no, it was it was not as overwhelming as I thought it would be. I was maybe a little on edge for the first 24 hours, but yeah. <laughs> um once I got over that, um no, it was great. It was like, hey, you know, you can just go anywhere, mind your own business and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so New York was really cool. Got to see some of my coworkers in person for the first time, which was nice. Um, yeah, just kind of had a good time. Meanwhile, uh, back at home, been playing Spider-Man and I just finished it today. It was kind of like all I did today was play Spider-Man 2 and honestly worth it. I loved it. I did not expect to love it. It was a very pleasant surprise because I wasn't really looking forward to this game that much when they announced it and i've just kind of come to really appreciate the level of fidelity and just craftsmanship that goes into making a game like that and there's just so many improvements in this one over the previous ones and they it just it just turned everything up like it was Really, it was really something. Like I, I definitely recommend it. It, it felt like, it felt like, uh, you know, the biggest blockbuster that's out right now is not in the movie theater. It's at home on your PlayStation Five playing Spider Man Two, and that's just wild to me because, like, the other best thing I guess, like the best story I've seen this year was probably Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, uh, actually in a theater, and it's like. Spider-Man is just having a hell of a year as a property. They are just crushing it. Um and I love that. I'm 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 here for the for the Spidey sons. Even though Spider-Man Spider-Man's been around. He's always been around for the past like, I don't know, 20 plus years, but it's like not until the past like 5 years that they've really gotten it to this place where it's like I can expect just some really really good stuff from the Spider-Man property, and I love that. Uh, really speaks to the strength of that uh, intellectual property. Uh, aside from that, I am still playing this game, Sea of Stars, on my Switch. I'm hoping to finish it soon. I <laughs> We'll see. Um, I'm not enjoying it as much as that other game I played, Chained Echoes. They're both, like, JRPGs. Um... But it's still, it's got, it's got a good story. It's got some nice twists and turns. I'm finding the gameplay 
to be like fun, but just kind of the same every single time. And I wish, uh, I don't know, I guess I wish it had a little bit more variety uh, for the length of game that it is giving me. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. Hoping to finish that and just uh, move on to some other games like playing Mario or something. And yeah, um, I would say that's my update. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> so for our content swaps this week, we have Last Night in Soho and Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, I guess I will go first because Last Night in Soho is up, correct? All right. So... Last Night in Soho is a film that came out in 2021. Yes. And it is directed by Edgar Wright, known for movies such as Shaun of the Dead. uh, I was about to say Steven Universe. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Hot Fuzz. He was the original director attached to Ant-Man before he left. Um and they brought on like Peyton Reed instead. But yeah, Edgar Wright, he's like he's a good director. So, I was kind of looking forward to this because this really? is Really? Well, once quit I, lying. Okay. I You've was You've been dreading watching this movie. I was kind of dreading watching this movie, but once I realized Edgar Wright was the director, I was a bit more interested than I otherwise would have been. Because I've seen all of his movies, except for um, The World's End. I think that one, uh, I think that's what that one's called. I have not seen that one, but I've seen most of his movies. So I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, I don't know if I'll dig the story, but at least I know it'll be well directed because I like the director. But yes, I was slightly dreading watching this movie, especially after we watched Annihilation. I was just like, if I'm going to watch some movie that's got like some message or something to say, I really needed to deliver on that right now because Annihilation just left such a bad taste in my mouth. So with all of that said, let me actually get into what the story of Last Night in Soho is. And then at the end, I will give my thoughts on whether or not uh, I enjoyed it. So what the movie is about is it takes place in Britain and it's about a young girl named Ellie and she's from the country and she moves to London to attend fashion school. And when she gets there, she's not really fitting in with the other students in her dorm. So she's she's like, you know, dorm life's not for me. So she decides to move into a room on the top floor of this house that is owned by a woman named Miss Collins. And during her first night of sleep in this room, she has a dream that she is this woman named Sandy in 1960s London. And she wants an opportunity, like Sandy wants an opportunity to sing and become famous. And she charms this manager at this local club called Jack, whose Sandy is played by Anya Taylor-Joy. Jack is played by Matt Smith. Um, So Ellie just continuously has these dreams of Sandy every single night and she gains some inspiration from Sandy's clothing for her own clothing designs at school and she even goes so far as to copy her hairstyle for herself and one night during one of these dreams she realizes that 
the opportunity that Jack is promising to give Sandy is a little bit of a lie. Basically, Sandy is expected to sleep with different men in order to make her way up the ladder. And this is very upsetting to Ellie. And it's kind of this like commentary on women in show business and just kind of like how icky it was back then and maybe kind of still is icky today uh, for women to be successful in show business. That's, I kind of thought like, oh, is the movie kind of going in that direction? But it's kind of just like this commentary of like, that the commentar- commentary only really, I feel like, exists within Sandy's uh, story of like what's going on with her. But Did you well, mention that like back then was the 60s? Yeah, I said that. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, and that was that was the sixties. Um, so Ellie, in you know r- real life, she also had a mom that had moved to London when she was her age, and her mother was very overwhelmed by it to the point of it affecting her mental health very severely. And Ellie kind of she starts to hallucinate during the day, seeing images of Sandy and Jack and the different men that Sandy had to sleep with, and it's kind of becoming unclear, like, what's going on? And one night, Ellie decides that, you know, she doesn't want to stay at home, so she wants to, like, go out, and she goes to this, like, Halloween party with her schoolmate, John, and she decides to have him over because she's like, I don't want to go to sleep. I just want to stay awake tonight, and he's like, all right, like, you know, I'll keep you awake at your place and they go back to her place and then she starts to hallucinate Jack killing Sandy on the bed and it all gets very wild and John leaves because Miss Collins is like upset that Ellie has a male visitor for the night and yeah so John leaves yeah and there's like I don't know there's some other stuff that happens um with some other characters, but they don't feel like, I don't know, that important to the story, like the core story. So I'm not really going to cover that that much. Um, Basically it all culminates. Like it's revealed that Sandy is actually young Miss Collins. And it turns out that Sandy had actually killed all of the men that she was forced to sleep with in the room that Ellie has been living in. So uh, the hallucination of, Jack killing Ellie was actually wasn't actually Jack killing Ellie it was Ellie when Ellie killed Jack and yeah so or I'm sorry I just lost track of that Sandy not Ellie oh so confusing okay Ellie hallucinating Sandy killing Jack yes that's what it was (laughs) um so let's see Uh, so then Sandy aka Miss Collins modern day tries to kill Ellie and John but through the scuffle the house starts to burn down so Miss Collins aka Sandy decides to stay with the house as it burns and Ellie and John leave and they're good then Ellie we see Ellie Uh, some time has passed and she's having a fashion showcase for school and she does great and seems to be healthy now however in the mirror she sees her mom which she saw her mom in the mirror at the beginning of the movie and it's kind of like this 
like implied like maybe she just kind of has hallucinations in general um but she also then sees like sandy in the mirror which leaves it open that like i don't know i don't really know what that meant she like maybe it's just kind of be like yeah you know she's a little schizophrenic uh but it doesn't really seem to matter i I wasn't really sure what that meant um yeah okay so that's that's the movie uh saying it all out loud i it sounds like i didn't like this movie that much but what i will say is that when i watched it i was very intrigued i did find it like thrilling to a degree i thought it was very well made i thought the story yeah when i recounted i'm kind of like yeah maybe not everything was necessary and also like i'm a little confused about the whole hallucination angle um but at the same time like i enjoyed it and it didn't need to make like a deep philosophical commentary or anything it was just kind of like like at the end of the day the story really it was straightforward um like it was you know this this haunted room that she moved into and like i did honestly think that the whole sandy being miss collins reveal was very predictable like i kind of that was my my leading theory from as soon as it happened i was like oh she went back in time but maybe is this just a younger person of somebody who, who we've already met? Well, who who could make the shortlist for that? Uh, Miss Collins, and that's it. Okay, it's probably Miss Collins. And guess what? It was. So, yeah, I thought that was a little predictable. But at the same time, like, I still enjoyed it. I got, like I said, a, a thrill and a sense of entertainment out of it. It didn't leave me with as empty of a feeling as Annihilation did, which felt like fluff, just fluff the movie. Uh, And this was kind of just like, you know, popcorn. And Mm -hmm. I I liked that about it. And I didn't, my expectations were low, Mm -hmm. but um, it it surpassed them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um. Lots of I have lots of things in response to that. <laughs> you said lots of things. I did say lots of things. Uh, starting with the hallucination aspect, I think the thing about because you mentioned like not being sure like what the reason behind like her thing the thing with her mom and like how like what that can how that connects with like present day. Um, I think the point of at the beginning they talk about. And trigger warning, um, they talk about her mom's death and how her mom died, uh, which was due to suicide. And that was really hard for Ellie. And so they kind of allude to or, or Ellie's grandma, who is the person she was living with before she goes to school, uh, kind of alludes to like she it's like the grandma knows that Ellie sees the mom. And yeah, so it's like kind I of a, yeah, that. it's like kind of alluding to, OK, like clearly there's been, you know, something going on with Ellie to where she's been seeing the mom. Maybe they got help for that, you know, from a psychologist or something. And now she's like, you know, doing better, which is why she's feels like she's like, okay to go to school and things like that. And so, sure. and so, um, 
what it what I imagine that's all about is like to kind of make you feel like throughout the movie like is this Ellie like just like you said like hallucinate like making things up or is this all true like is this what she's seeing real and things that actually happen and like the because he like it's not clear that the house is haunted like you don't know that the house is haunted she's just having these dreams so it's like kind of to be like is she having dreams or is this something is she really seeing something that was real you know i see yeah i guess maybe for me my my lens for viewing the movie was um maybe not through the lens of what a normal viewer's lens would be because i was watching this movie under the context of like haunted house theme you know yeah so i spoiled it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that just kind of told me like all right it's not her it's It's the room that she's staying no i for sure spoiled it by putting it under the theme but as the first time like before i saw like when i first saw this movie i had no clue what this movie was about yeah i sat down i opened it so that was my thought it's like okay well they keep alluding to her seeing her mom and how that was an issue in the past so like for me watching this i'm like well is she just hallucinating this? Because like she, you, you clearly see she's under a lot of stress. Like she's like un, in distress, things like that. Like she's being bullied. She's like not fitting in with the people in her class, like her classmates. And so that was kind of like my first thought before I, I even considered her room is haunted. Cause it was like, what? Like it's just a room, you know? Um, yeah. I went straight to, you know, that room's bad, bad news <laughs> because as soon as she started sleeping in there, that's when she started having these crazy dreams. And, and I was like, the, the dreams are probably about Miss Collins and she lives there. So but like, even before, I just put it all together like, but even very bo- quickly. Even before the room, you see, she's very paranoid. Yeah. Like as soon as she gets to London, she's very paranoid about like every man, like the man who's driving her. Yeah. And like any person she sees on the street. So like, yeah. I just figured that was because she was like innocent and just hadn't really been exposed to the world. So she was just kind of like. I mean, sure. Sure. Yeah. That's fair. But like still like it's like. Yeah. Yeah. I see your point. Yeah. 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 And there there is some alluding there. Mm -hmm. Um, Now. What was the other thing that you said? Um, oh, shoot. The ending? The... The ending where it was kind of like... Yeah, I'm not... Not clear if she was hallucinating still or... I'm not sure about the... Yeah, I'm not sure about the ending. I don't know if it's supposed to be like there's a part of Sandy within her, like Ellie, and like that was supposed to, you know, be... Because like, it, you know, she kind of takes on the... When she's having these dreams, you know, she starts to take on, like, the persona of Sandy herself. Right. And, like, yeah, really just, like, takes takes on that identity. Um, and so yeah. I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, a, like, a little nod to, like, hey, there's still a piece of me that's a part of you type of thing. Or I don't know. Maybe, I mean, that's just a theory. Maybe not in, like, a literal haunting sense. But maybe in like a metaphorical, like I I grew from this experience. I learned something. I took away, you know, Sandy, quote unquote, so to speak. Um, in that, like you know, now she's got this new hairstyle that was like inspired by Sandy, and she like had this fashion line which was inspired by like clothes that Sandy well, was she wearing. She dyed her hair back to brunette. Oh, she did. Yeah. Oh my bad. <laughs> um. 
Well, you know, as if to say, like, you know, that experience will always be a part of me or whatever, which is a little on the nose, but. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say, you were talking about how it's very predictable. Um, So one of the facts that I came across was that Edgar Wright, like, puts in a lot of clues to lead you to the fact that Mrs. Collins is Sandy. Um, and, you know, people asked him, like, why would you, like, reveal it, <laughs> like, before the reveal? And he said that he just really enjoys movies that, like, where it allows people to pick it up on, like, pick it up along the way um, and, like, kind of prepare themselves for that big moment and that, like, yeah, just that, like, exciting moment to when it finally happens. So yeah. he put like in that. a lot of those things. I like that, too. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that he did that because, like, if you look at the trivia for a movie like Shaun of the Dead, have you seen Shaun of the Dead? No. Oh, it's a good movie. Um, like, the whole point of Shaun of the Dead is to just be one massive homage to zombie movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you can watch Shaun of the Dead and be like, oh, yeah, that's that was just like a fun zombie movie. But then if you really dissect Shaun of the Dead, it's there's like thousands and thousands of references to mm-hmm. other zombie films. Yeah. Just sprinkled throughout the whole movie. Um, and so, like, that's the kind of director mm-hmm. that he is mm-hmm. that, he, you know, like he's doing everything very intentionally. And it's mm-hmm. um yeah got some kind of like minute detail Mm -hmm. uh that he intentionally threw in for the for the viewer to enjoy uh as part of their viewing experience to some degree yeah that makes sense um speaking of references this is also another fact that i said these are not facts that i actually wrote down these are just facts that i remember there was a ton of facts for this movie all right go on um but since you mentioned references, I'm guessing maybe that's a thing of his because there are lots of references to James Bond movies in this movie. Um, there, Thunderball, yeah. when she first walks out. And the drink that they ask for, Vesper. Vesper. That's the name of uh, mm-hmm. James Bond's girlfriend in Casino Royale. Yeah, and then one of the actresses was a Bond girl. It was probably Miss Collins. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember which one. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Um so yeah, there's um, there might have been more. I just those were the ones that I remembered. Um, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, Why? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's set in London. They filmed everything in London. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah. James Bond's British. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Sixties. Um, Wait, when's the when was the first James? Sixties. Yeah. There you go. Makes sense. Kind of. Kind of. Um. So anyway. Are you ready for some facts? Yeah, yeah, hit me with all the facts. Okay. I mean, I already was, but the actual facts that I wrote down. So, um, a lot of the... So, there's some really cool shots in this movie. There are. Yeah, and a lot of them are filmed practically, and they tried to do a lot of them without any, like, visual effects. Um, So, one of those includes um, this mirror effect where... Eloise I was just thinking about that. Yeah, Eloise or Ellie is uh kind of walking into the room and this is her first this is the first time she sees Sandy and it's like a she she sees a mirror 
And as she's kind of walking, you know, you see her reflection, but then you then you see Sandy's reflection. Um, and you pointed out that one of the Weasley brothers. Uh, oh my god no was in way this, but actually both are in this because <laughs> this was done practically oh my god because i saw i saw the guy that was like the bellhop or whatever i was like hey that's one of the weasley twins it's both, it's of, both them. of them because oh because it was, was the done, mirror shot yep and this was done practically oh that's my favorite fact <laughs> <laughs> i love I that i knew you would love that one um so yeah so they're both in that uh another one was this like dance sequence uh where it has like it's basically both uh ellie and sandy dancing i think with uh what's his name matt guy, smith matt smith uh what's his name character is it james or something like that jack jack um and it kind of i think they kind of swap in and out but that was also done practically so there's like i think there's like one cut that they had to do but for the most part it's just like really well choreographed to where uh the girl who plays ellie and anya taylor joy swap in and out during this dance wow yeah what about so like the shot that i was really impressed with was anya taylor joy is walking down the stairs and there's a mirror next to her and you see ellie going down the stairs as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. and it's like it's not as simple as, you know, they like just CGI'd, uh, I don't know, like, it's not as simple as like doing it in camera, like there's just another set of stairs next to the stairs mm-hmm. and having the other actress walk down because there's like these multiple mirror panels. Mm-hmm. So it's like you see multiple of Ellie and I was, wa- I was looking at that mm-hmm. um, and I was like, you could do that in camera. I don't know how. You would, mm-hmm. but like that could have been done in camera, and that's I, I don't know if you have anything on that. I don't. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, yeah, it was just it was just really cool. Lots of lots of really cool uh, nifty shots like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, it might be on the Blu-ray features. <laughs> oh, the Blu-ray features. Why, why are we talking about the Blu-ray features? <laughs> Because they show how they do the dance sequence on the Blu-ray oh, feature. So okay, I was like, they, maybe it's on the Blu-ray feature. It's probably on YouTube, though. Probably. Um, so for those, like, flashback scenes where we're looking at Sandy's life, um, they were originally going to have them with no dialogue and only music to make it feel more like dreams. But they decided to change it when a co-writer named Christy Wilson... Cairns, Cairns, okay, Cairns, uh, said she felt it was essential for the audience to fall in love with Sandy, so uh, they decided to have dialogue, which makes sense. I think that was probably the best choice, okay. Um, now two very random, honestly, there's so many facts on this movie, go read them yourself. I was too lazy to put them all down here, so these last two are two very random facts. The first is, uh, Thomason McKenzie, who plays Ellie, and I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, uh, actually dropped out of Top Gun Maverick to star in this movie. Say that again? The girl who played Ellie yeah. dropped out of Top Gun Maverick to play in this movie. Who was she going to be in Top Gun Maverick? I don't know. Interesting. Okay, go on. Yeah. The second, and this is kind of a funny one, so one of the, the main kind of bully 
of Ellie's in this movie is named Jocasta. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> apparently, Jocasta is the name Edgar Wright would have received if he had been a girl. <laughs> That's so random, but all right, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. My favorite is my favorite part of this whole movie is Ellie almost accidentally kills her. Well, like, she does it on purpose, thinking that it's one of these a men. Ghost yeah, at these the ghosts. And so she, like, tries to stab her, but her friend John catches her arm. Yeah, it's like she's about to stab Jocasta. Yeah. And Jocasta's like... And wait, but it's like John is like, it's okay. And Jocasta's like, what the heck? No, it's not. Yeah, she's like, what do you mean? What the actual F? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, security. Yeah. And it's like the most like perfect re- like that is the most realistic reaction she's yeah. like what do you mean it's fine this woman just tried to kill me yeah. for no reason <laughs> but yeah that's all those are all your facts yeah all right well yeah i i enjoyed the movie i i'd give it i don't know a th- i'd probably give it a three 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 and a half maybe mm-hmm. um yeah, somewhere somewhere down the middle. Uh, I I wouldn't not recommend it, mm-hmm. uh, but I wouldn't. I'd probably recommend other things first. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of I think yeah a lot a lot of cool stuff to to stand on its own merits. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. I we have Scooby Doo on the TV because I paused it to record the episode and his face is just so adorable scoobies scooby scooberts scoobert it's so cute yeah we, we need it. a dog i know oh my gosh i was thinking about fostering a dog earlier today oh my gosh I was like maybe we should foster this is news to me <laughs> i mean i was thinking about it uh one of my coworkers fostered a dog and then ended up keeping the dog i'm like if we foster a dog we're for sure gonna keep it which is why i was just thinking about it yeah yeah. (laughs) because i know us we're going to keep it yeah we're gonna keep it um anyway so moving on uh yeah let's go ahead and move on okay I took absolutely zero notes for Luigi's Mansion. So I also okay. took absolutely zero notes. <laughs> I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now to see if there's anything noteworthy. Got you. Um, so I was assigned Luigi's Mansion. and Three. Luigi's Mansion 3 because it's co-op, meaning both of us could play it. Um, yes. And I, we actually started playing it October 1st. We did. And then we didn't pick it back up till last night. <laughs> yes, on October twenty eighth. Yes. Yeah. So, so we waited I, four weeks <laughs> to play it I again. Know. We we our intentions were to to play it the whole month. You know, have all the time. Yeah. And that just didn't happen. Um, but honestly, I don't think I we think needed it. I think we got it. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. We really didn't need all that time. Yeah. So it's fine. I don't think we got it. We would have gotten anything extra. No. Out of playing more. Yeah. Not at all. So, if you've never heard of Luigi's Mansion 3, because uh, I don't know how different it is from the other ones, and we can talk about that later. This one is co-op. I mean, aside from it. I okay, already yeah, mentioned yeah. that. But uh, go on. Go aside on, go from on, that. Uh, so, basically, uh, you play as Luigi, and you arrive at this hotel with Mario, Peach, and two Toads. Um, and when you get to the hotel, it's it's run by this kind of creepy woman. Uh, and very quickly, 
uh, right before or right after you all, you know, go to your rooms and go to bed, uh, you hear a scream and uh, this woman has basically kidnapped all your friends and she's trapped them in these paintings and it's up to you to, you know, get them from these paintings. But the hotel is haunted by ghosts. So you have to beat these ghosts and, you know, secure your friends. But also, when you beat these ghosts, you're collecting buttons for the elevator because there's no elevator buttons because the woman has taken them to prevent you from, you know, beating the ghosts. So, mm-hmm. so that's pretty much the whole game is you are trying to recover elevator buttons to go to each floor to beat more ghosts, to get more elevator buttons and to find more of your friends to save them. Um, and so how the co-op part of that works is you play as Luigi, but you have this device that allows you to create a goo version of yourself called Gooigi. And so this goo version of yourself allows you to, or allows, this goo version is able to kind of go through like anything that has like bars, like like doors that, yeah, are open or like. Yeah, so you, like you'll have a chain link fence or something yeah, and gooey can, can walk like, through, through it. Through it, yeah. yeah. Um, so it allows you to get into some places that you can't physically go through. Um, and so your partner, whoever you're playing this game with, can operate Gooigi while you operate Luigi. Did we already talk about how Luigi goes about capturing ghosts? No. So to capture ghosts, he basically has this like Ghostbusters machine <laughs> that's like a vacuum. Uh, so you're able to, when you come across a ghost, what you do is you shock them with the light. It's like a flash. They freeze and then you suck them up and kind of throw them around <laughs> and then fully suck them up um and so that's how you defeat them but some ghosts have like are a little bit trickier to defeat because maybe they're wearing glasses so you have to throw things at them to knock off their glasses so that you can actually freeze them or like maybe they can hop into like to objects like we defeated a ghost who could hop into a piano and he was such a hard ghost to defeat um and so different ghosts have like different difficulties um, and do different things. Some of them throw things at you. So you have to like maneuver around the things they're throwing at you while also trying to suck them up. Sometimes you're fighting multiple ghosts at once. You can suck up multiple ghosts at once. Um, you can blow things like you can, you can not only suck in things, but you can also blow out, um, if you need that function for any reason. And yeah, that's pretty much the whole game. And there's a doctor character. Ah, Professor E. Gad. Yeah, and he's kind of like helping you along the way. So he's the one who gives you this device to be able to like do all these things. He's the one who tells you about Gooigi. Um, and yeah, he kind of guides you along the way um, and lets you know of any kind of like new features you have or like mechanisms you can do. Um, so yeah, so you can always go to him for help if you need it. But yeah. Oh, I was just gonna ask you, uh, what was what was your favorite Professor Egad line? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how does it go? He's like suka suka, suka suka, or something yeah. like that. Luigi, <laughs> suka suka, suka suka, suka suka. He, does, he says that something like that, yeah. and I kept repeating it. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun to say. Professor uh, Egad has been 
he's been around since the original Luigi's Mansion, which came out in 2001, and his lines have not changed. <laughs> like, that is that is all you hear him saying out loud is like, yeah. Suka, Suka, <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> I love it. I love Luigi's little sounds too. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I do, I do like that a lot. Yeah. In the original Luigi's Mansion, it all takes place like in a mansion, mm-hmm. and uh, like Mario has been taken captive, and like, yeah, like Luigi won like a a mansion in a raffle or something, and Mario mm-hmm. goes to like check it out first, and Luigi gets there, and he meets Professor Yad, he gets the. He gets the poltergust, and he is just trying to find Mario, and, um, uh, yeah, like, you could press the A button Mm -hmm. to have Luigi just go, Mario, (laughs) Mario, uh, and, like, yeah, if you ask my mom about it, she, she'll, she'll just start saying Mario, you know, (laughs) because she thinks, she thought it was so funny, it was, like, one of those games that she watched me play growing up, Mm -hmm. like, um and it's like yeah it's kind of like an in joke with people who've played luigi's mansion like yeah press a to mario (laughs) um yeah yeah i always really liked the original luigi's mansion because it was yeah it was just like fun and inventive and there's lots of different like rooms in this house and you're kind of like learning about this family that lived at the house and it's like oh i just sucked up the dad now i'm sucking up the mom now i'm sucking up the baby um because they're all just ghosts and there's like different types of rooms that you would find in like massive mansions so i i really really liked that game and it's only like a five hour game so you can be you can beat it in like a day um anyway back to luigi's mansion three um what else would you like to say? Um. So yeah, my overall thoughts on this game. It's a very cute story. It makes it feels like Casper, which I loved, and like the ghosts are funny, and you know you catch them doing like different things. You go into a room and they're like gambling, and they're like they catch Luigi, and they're like, oh my gosh, Luigi. I mean, they don't speak, but they like look at him, and then Luigi shakes and is trying to like avoid them, and it's it's cute um i don't think i would play the whole game like i think it gets boring fast (laughs) like i think what we played was enough and i wouldn't play anymore because like i don't you just you're just going to every room and like there's not much i mean every floor there's not much on each floor aside from like you scope out a few bathrooms all the bathrooms look the same on every floor and you go into a main room where you're gonna defeat a big ghost um and it is cool to see the different like big ghosts like bosses i guess yeah like Um, what's the theme they're gonna do this time because they are different themes but like i don't know it just like i just kind of got tired of it pretty quickly um and yeah i don't know i just what do you think my reaction is going to be to hearing you give me this information i mean i think you'll be understanding <laughs> uh yes i'm very understanding because i 100 percent agree with you um, <laughs> yeah i so i have played this entire game i played it by myself mm-hmm which I kind of regret because I feel like it would have been a lot more fun playing with somebody. So I was 
looking forward to playing this with you. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, we get to play it together, and that'll make it like more fun and interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was more fun than playing it by myself. But at the same time, um, yeah, I just kind of found the same thing. Like it just it does get repetitive. It does get boring. The game, like I looked at the my save file from my first playthrough and it's like 13 hours and i was like i don't we played maybe three hours mm-hmm. i can't really imagine playing this game for 13 hours yeah i mean we had so many like every time we got into the elevator i was like we have like 15 buttons to go i know and i was like, like i'm not doing that there's like tw- <laughs> 20 floors total yeah like this is ridiculous i'm not playing this game to find every freaking button well see but that's a that's the thing like if a game is fun yeah then you'll be like ooh, yay you know 15 more keys right yeah but like we're clearly not having fun enough if we're looking at and saying oh 15 more and it's not until like you find like six buttons you've gone to like six floors before you find your first person to save like you find toad or whatever and it's like it took me this long to just get one person like dang yeah it's interesting because this game people seem to like this game um it has like an 86 metacritic score um like our friend hector just messaged me yesterday saying like that's a great game i love that game and he seemed very excited about the fact that i told him that we were playing it together for the podcast but Mm -hmm. uh yeah i i don't like i'm i'm there with you that uh I, we don't have to keep playing this. <laughs> I mean, it's super cute. Like, I love how cute it is. I right. think it's such an adorable game. And like, I no, I totally agree. Yeah, and it would be a game. Like, it's not a game I would play consistently, but I would like if I'm bored, you know, and I just like want to pick it up and like play around with it for a little bit, and then put it away until the next time I'm bored and I think about it, you know, like that. I would do. Or, like, come around, like, next October, I might be like, oh, let's play a little bit more of that game, you know? We pick yeah. it back up and find a few more buttons. But, like, it's I, I wouldn't play to completion in, like, one sitting. Yeah, I think, like, so I, I did write a review on this game um, back in 2020, right when the pandemic started. Um, I gave it a 2 out of 5. And I cited that, like, yeah, it's very funny, but I don't think that the gameplay mechanics expand very much uh, beyond what you're, like, what you're doing at the beginning of the game, you're doing at the end of the game. Um, So you as a player are performing the same actions, but just in different settings with different types of ghosts. So it's like the stuff that does change is fun but for me as a player i like to be i i like my experience to expand as i play and i i'm not always in love with games where i'm kind of do left doing the same thing unless that same thing is just something that i perpetually enjoy doing like super mario 64 for example mm-hmm. you know you're playing the game the same way the whole time but mm-hmm. it's just so fun to move around as mario that i don't care versus this it's like you know you suck up a ghost 
and then eventually you just smash the A button a few times and it's Mm -hmm. like then you're good versus the original Luigi's Mansion they didn't have the whole smash the A button thing it was like you started sucking up that ghost and you just had to be pulling in the opposite direction of the ghost uh, until you sucked it up and I mean the A button thing does add some more interactivity to that experience I guess but at the same time it just felt like I don't know the easy mode version of it and I look back, maybe it's nostalgia, but I look back on the original Luigi's Mansion so fondly because, like, I don't know. It's just, well, yeah, I was eight when I played it, and it's it was on the GameCube, and I love the GameCube, but, like, it just... It, Luigi's Mansion 3 just... It has a higher production value, obviously, but, you know, I would, like... It was... Luigi's Mansion 1 was just so much more subtle. I'd like walk into a room and I'd be like putting the story together in my own head. I'd be like, oh, like that's the that's the master of the household or whatever. Just by looking at like the ghost, I'd be like, oh, like that's the dad. And there's this like greater story of like all the people that lived in this mansion and how they relate to each other and like who the servants were and all that. Um that the game is like showing you and not telling you uh versus like luigi's mansion 3 taking place in this hotel and it's just like let's just make every floor a different theme and that does kind of have like some inventiveness but it doesn't make it cohesive in like one whole it's just kind of like now we're gonna be on like the egypt floor because i do remember there's like a sand floor uh, that's just full of sand or there's like a movie set floor in Luigi's Mansion 3 which is like fun but it's it's presenting itself in this like you know it's telling me that it's fun um, versus like Luigi's Mansion 1 was just kind of like ooh spooky mansion playing as Luigi this is just a totally different thing and it's a short experience um, it doesn't overstay its welcome and I think maybe because I enjoyed that game as like a short experience then taking that experience and multiplying it by like 2.5 um just wasn't for me yeah I think this game would have been fun if there was more of a puzzle component to it like if like I wish that I wish that on each floor there was much more to explore and like, you know, like I said, and on every floor, it's like the only additional rooms aside from like the main one you go in to defeat the big boss, they're all bathrooms and they're all the exact same and you do the exact same thing to. I will say there's probably more variety like later on, like there are some kind of puzzle elements that I remember from playing this game that like would be in there that we just didn't experience and it's not just all bathrooms yeah like i liked i liked the part where we got the cop ghost yeah the cop ghost and it's like like in a little shopping mall because yeah i was like trying to figure out okay how do we get into each one of these but then like once once you figure out how to get into one you figured out how to get into all of them yeah and like yeah and i wished like every single room you go into there's something so different and i also wish there were like hidden gems like i mean they have like actual hidden gems. they do have literal hidden gems but i'm not talking about the actual hidden gems but i meant like i wish there were other like little hidden things like cool things you could find 
that like I don't know maybe it comes becomes useful later or like maybe it gives you some sort of special thing or something because like you have this function where you suck up everything but it's like it's not really clear what the benefit is of sucking up everything aside from you just suck up everything unless it's money um but like you can like suck up like paper and all this kind of stuff um and it's kind of just like you go into a room you suck up everything but like that was meaningless and you didn't find anything and um yeah luigi's mansion one is kind of similar as far as the money goes like the money doesn't really have a specific purpose in luigi's mansion three they at least gave you like some items as -hmm. far as like what to do with your money Mm -hmm. but yeah in luigi's mansion one they didn't have that Mm -hmm. but they did have these fun cutscenes where it was like yeah you'd suck up all these ghosts you'd suck up different like members of the family and then you had to like release them into this machine that uh professor egad would then like there would be like a whole cutscene of like all the different ghosts that you captured and how Mm -hmm. like and and you know what he's you know like what is becoming of those ghosts Mm -hmm. whereas this is just like i've just got a vacuum and it's full of ghosts but i'm like ghost aside like ghost aside as like a side thing i want to like my favorite parts of this game was when i had to use my device in a creative way than like what I've been typically using it for. And so when I go into a room, I want to be forced to use my device in creative new ways to find cool things. Because my favorite thing about games, especially when they like build these worlds that are like pretty cool, is to just look around. I just want to look around and see if I can find some cool things. And so I want, even if it has no purpose, but it's just like something cool that you can like fiddle with. I mean, like I want to be able to do that. There, there actually is a bit of that in this game. Maybe I was just finding all of them instead of you because there was like a thing that was like spinning on the wall and I would just like suck it up and then it would spin a whole lot and then it would shoot out a bunch of money and it's like, Hey, yeah. And then suck well, up yeah. the money. Like, yes, there's like the pig, like the and pig we, on the wall that like would turn and like yeah. money comes out. Sure. And then that's the money. actual, the literal hidden gems that we found as well. Like those were from little side interactives. Yeah. But I don't want, I don't want like things. I don't want money. Like I want like, I don't even know how to describe like well, I'm talking about like more puzzle stuff and like stuff that I don't know maybe it like you maybe wanted there's more some, of an more of a payoff than just like meaningless money I guess so or like something maybe yeah. it's like I mean, the maybe it's a really some sort of design challenge yeah or maybe it's some sort of side quest where like yes you're the main thing is that you're figure you're get, catching these ghosts and finding your friends but maybe there's some sort of mystery element to it and so like by exploring the rooms and like using your device to like creatively to move things like to move yeah. a painting from the wall or like whatever then you find a clue that tells yeah. you where to find something or like you know things like that that's a really good point because i think yeah other games with their optional content well, yeah, it, it's always a choice uh, from the designer's perspective. Like, are they going to make a story out of the side content or is it just going to be seemingly meaningless stuff? And mm-hmm. in this game, they're doing the seemingly meaningless stuff yeah. versus like if I play Resident Evil and I'm say like Resident Evil 2, the first half of that game takes place in an abandoned police station. You're finding 
you have your main goals, which is you know to get to different places and get to different rooms and you find different zombies along the way, but you're also like seeing stuff on the walls is like telling its own story or you're like you're finding you know journal entries of people that mm-hmm. of, like you're finding out like what happened to the people that were here before mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff like really fills out the details of the world in a really cool fun mm-hmm. way um mm-hmm. that this is just this is just not doing it's just like here's this fun little mm-hmm. interactive thing that when you suck it up it's going to spin and shoot you out a bunch of money that you're not going to use yeah or like one example is like we something cool was we were in like a kitchen and there was like a door and i was like oh can i pull it and i like pulled it open and there was this like big fish in the like in the thing oh yeah it was like in the and, freezer yeah and i was like whoa that's cool and i like walk in and i expect to be able to interact with that thing and i couldn't there was nothing to do it was just yeah it was, it was there. Like, we pulled the anglerfish's <laughs> light bulb and then it was like hey money <laughs> yeah and i was like can i go in can i explore right. something can i poke at the fish can i do something and it was nothing and i was just like let down i was like ah oh. like i I did. I pulled the door and I saw it and I found that. Can I? I want to do more. Like interesting. Yeah. I mean, like I wasn't necessarily expecting those things from the game, but I totally see your point. For me, it really is just like the the core issue for me is just that the 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 move set that you have at the beginning of the game is the same move set that you have at the end of the game, mm-hmm. and uh, like if you're gonna take that approach, it's just it has to be a ton of fun to do mm-hmm. literally anything yeah. and for me it's not that fun yeah i don't mind so much the moves being the same because i'm like such a baby gamer that's helpful for me yeah because when i am i mean constant, this is when I'm, supposed to be for young children to yeah enjoy, when i'm constantly introduced to new moves i can't remember them and then battles or whatever happen and i'm just pushing buttons because i don't know what I'm supposed to do because you've told me too much. (laughs) So it's helpful for me that it is, you know, a few set of things that I have to remember. But yeah, I just want to be able to be put in situations where I'm using those few moves creatively. Yeah. Um, And in like a variety of situations. Um, And yeah, like I want to be able to blow, like I want to be able to pull picture frames off the wall to see if there's something behind it. I want to, you know, I I like to really take my time and poke at every little detail to see if there's something that can be moved, that can be broken, that can be whatever, to see if I can find other things, like hidden things. Yeah, I don't know. I do, I do, it's, it's interesting hearing you say that because I do feel like there is a bit of that but maybe it's just so few and far between across this 13 hour experience yeah that you you would have preferred a more condensed experience yes there is a bit of that like there are definitely moments that i where i got that feeling like for example there's like some weird rug ghost thing that's like and you have to like put like use the the like the vacuum or whatever thing. Yeah, yeah to jump over it so it's like that's a moment where i'm like oh yeah that's what i'm looking for i like, enjoyed that yeah it's like that's what i'm looking for but like you said they're so few and far between or like the moments where i do get to use my device creatively the payout's so little it's just like here's a coin for breaking the thing and it's like yeah. well what was why <laughs> well okay let's let's take a look at the at the piano boss design real quick so 
the way that this piano boss functions is that you know he's a dude with a mustache ghost uh playing this piano and then he's like shooting keys at you but then eventually he does this move where he's on the stage he shoots some bombs at you you got to suck up the bomb shoot it at the piano then you got to shoot your little plunger thing at the bottom of the piano and then pull it down and like flip it over mm-hmm. and then you got to like shine your light on him and then you got to suck him and that's like that's kind of using like the full move set so like i do kind of i do enjoy that sort of stuff because it does at each given moment because you do have a limited move set of like suck blow jump plunge or uh scan or flash your light your light or whatever Mm -hmm. um that it's like okay which are the six things am i supposed to do right now Mm -hmm. um which like i can appreciate from a design perspective um and i think that is perfect for like younger kids to enjoy Mm -hmm. but then i look at like this new princess peach game that's coming out next march like princess peach showtime or whatever Mm -hmm. um and the whole thing there is that she is getting like she's like popping up on these different stage it reminds me a lot of this game um but she's popping up on these different stages and now it's like you're playing as uh like musketeer peach now you're playing as like dessert maker peach now you're playing as kung fu peach and it's like okay like that looks like a lot of fun because though the move sets look simple like luigi's mansion Mm -hmm. i'm doing different stuff Mm -hmm. throughout the game Mm -hmm. so there's always going to be this sense of variety and Mm -hmm. that's what i like yeah so that's why i'm looking forward to that game Mm -hmm. but not necessarily reflecting on this game with the same like i don't know yeah uh, just level of enjoyment i guess yeah that's fair that being said i would love to have an opportunity to play the original luigi's mansion again because i would play that game in a heartbeat i do love that game Mm. all right well uh any other thoughts on this Mm, no okay Well, uh, I guess this concludes Spooky Swap 2023. My overall rating of Spooky Swap. Not Spooky Swap, but my October movie month this year. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Ooh, damn. Yeah. All right. Do you want to rate it? Um, hmm. It's all because of Alien Week. I think the I think the slashers were really strong. What what were some of the vacation movies that we watched? We watched Taken, which I actually really enjoyed watching Taken. Taken was we fun. We watched Snakes on a Plane. Snakes, Snakes on a Plane Fever, was fun. Jaws 3D. Jaws was a bummer. Jaws was a bummer. That's my bad. Um, Oh, yeah. Cabin Fever was a lot of fun. We were supposed to watch Old, but we didn't watch Old. I think that would have been fun as well. That yeah. movie sucks, but like in a kind of in a fun way. Yeah. I think that's all we watched got you well uh okay i'm looking at I'm, I'm figuring out my assignment for next week are you gonna write october movie month oh october movie month i'd give it uh, yeah I, I think a three sounds right yeah um yeah three perfectly I'm gonna do better next year y'all middle of the road yeah. uh i mean i enjoyed watching alien i really did not enjoy annihilation at all and 
and I don't think we missed out on we didn't really watch any of our other alien movies and I don't think we missed out on anything from that so yeah yeah that's just kind of really like meh. i but, did watch my haunted house movies this week yeah okay cool 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 i, I kind of watched them all like today yeah. <laughs> well but yeah yeah slashers slashers is always good like we watched friday the 13th for the first time we and did I was like oh that's fun uh, like next year yeah. i want to watch the next one you know yeah yeah except i watched i know what you did last summer and that was a bust too Ooh. all right Okay, well, now we are back to our regularly scheduled programming. Mm-hmm. So, just a just a normal assignment <laughs> yeah. this week. Uh, what do you got? Uh, I, because we've done October movie month, I wanted to give you something a bit more wholesome, a bit more lighthearted, kind of. Um, and so, I want to give you Life As We Know It. With Katherine Heigl and Josh Duhamel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Cool. Solid. Mm-hmm. I know what that is. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> they have like a kid and they're like overwhelmed by it. But it's maybe not their kid. It's their friend's kids. Friends. Yes. Dead friend's kid. Yes. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I know what that is. Okay, cool. All right. Solid. Solid. If I do recall, I did say like bring out your heavy hitters after last night in Soho. So uh i wouldn't call that a heavy hit it's just <laughs> it's a it's a don't think too much about it just watch it enjoy it <laughs> just okay i think that's I, I do think that that is perfect for what i chose to give you like i think next week will just kind of be like a, a a regular old week um i'm gonna give you source code i don't know what the heck that is it's a uh jake gyllenhaal movie uh, came out in like 2010 is it a like a drama a thriller yeah it's like a drama thriller Mm. action ish can't say i'm looking forward to it it's (laughs) it's an interesting movie i i think you well we'll see okay it's about well i'm not even gonna tell you what it's about i think you'll i think you'll get the most fun out of just starting it fresh okay trust me it's, it's it's a decent movie Okay. <laughs> well, I'm excited for my movie. Oh, well, I'm, I'm excited for my movie. I've only seen my movie once. I saw it in a the theater and I was like, hey, you know what? That was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I All right. You are giving me the most like, uh, face right now. So like, like really trying to be nice. <laughs> Smile. That's what you're giving me right now. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, okay, so next week we have Source Code and Just Go With It. No. <laughs> Life what's as it we called? know Life, it. Yeah, what's Just Go With It? Is that the Adam Sandler movie? Yes. I do like that movie. Uh, I love that bad. movie. Next week we have Source Code and Life as We Know It. I almost got it wrong again that time. Uh, hope you enjoy that. Hope you enjoyed Spooky Swap 2023. What would you rate it? Let us know in the comments wherever you're able to comment (laughs) and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.